0: If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. The past can almost always inform the future. Today, We're taking a little journey to the past, 1982 and 83 to be exact, so about 40 years ago. Back then, a little book titled The One-Minute Manager took the business world by storm. If you're not familiar with the book, I'll give you a quick synopsis in a bit. When I graduated college and entered the workforce in the early 1990s, nearly every leader or manager had a copy of The One-Minute Manager in their offices. It was ubiquitous. It remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 66 weeks. The book has sold over 25 million copies, and it's been translated into 30 languages. My question for today is, what was all the fuss about? And are the main points of the one-minute manager still relevant in today's workplace? The method outlined in the book came down to three brief practices for managers. One-minute goals. Set clear, concise goals that are easy to understand and achieve. One-minute praise. Give positive feedback immediately when an employee does something well and be specific about what they did well. One-minute reprimands. When an employee does something wrong, give them a one-minute reprimand that's specific about what they need to do better. So, are those techniques still relevant in today's workplace? Do they still work? (laughs) Well, let's dive in and find out. It's a sexy premise. You can be a better manager in about a minute. Better yet, it only takes a minute to do your job as a manager. (laughs) So that might be a little misleading. The book did and still does have its critics, and we'll get to them in, oh, I don't know, about a minute. (laughs) So let's dive into each one of the three main points of the book and evaluate whether they're still relevant or how they might be applied to the current work environment. And also, I do want to acknowledge that the book has been updated over the years, but for our purposes today, I'm going back to the original text from 1982. But first, let me do as I mentioned and address the critiques of the book. Let's get those out in the open so that we can discuss how to address them as we think about the relevancy of the management advice for today. So first of all, the book and its advice can easily be seen as overly simplistic and lacking depth. Some argue that the book oversimplifies complex management issues and does not provide enough guidance for handling those more nuanced situations. I certainly agree with this principle. Although, if you were a new manager without much skill, and remember, leadership development and management training back in 1982 was nowhere as robust as it is today. So this was much better than nothing, and a lot of new managers got nothing in terms of training to manage the work of others. I put myself in that category. I was promoted to manage a team when I was in my early 20s, and I was given no formal training whatsoever. Second, the book was and is criticized for being paternalistic and treating employees like children or worse. Some have even compared it to how you train a dog, praising what you want them to keep doing and catching them in the act on the things that you don't want them to do. Now, here I'll say it comes down to implementation. You can take the spirit of acknowledging what you want more of and calling out what you want less of and implement it in a way that is condescending and disrespectful, or you can implement it in a way that invites dialogue and personal growth. Third, the book has been criticized for taking a one-size-fits-all approach to management that may not be suitable for all situations or industries. Critics argue that managers need to be adaptable and responsive to different contexts and cultures. I don't disagree. However, I'll also add that a full-on discussion of cultural and contextual diversity is outside the scope of this book. This is not a full course on how to be a sensitive and highly responsive manager. It's a book about how to spend a minute here and there keeping people on task and getting things done. So likewise, it's not a book about leadership and getting people to follow. It's about managing. That means it's about getting people to get their work done. Okay, now we've covered the basis of most of the critiques. Let's dive into each of the three principles and see how they fit into today's workplace. First, one-minute goals. The one-minute goals approach involves three simple steps. Setting clear goals, defining what success looks like, and reviewing progress regularly. This approach is beneficial for both the manager and the employee as it helps to establish clear expectations and it provides a clear path for achieving those goals. Essentially, you need to be able to explain the goal in a way that others can understand it without getting bogged down in unnecessary details. There also needs to be clear metrics so you know if you've accomplished the goal or not. When you have a very clear picture of what success looks like, then there's no arguing about any gray area. You've either accomplished the goal or you haven't. And finally, the third part of the one-minute goal is to spend a minute, give or take, reviewing the goals regularly with your manager to get feedback that will help you stay on track. All right, so my analysis. In today's environment of overbooked schedules, doing more with less, and bumping up against burnout, it seems more important than ever to have succinct, specific, and unambiguous goals that can be clearly articulated. Not only what the goal is, but how you know when you've accomplished it. And reviewing goals regularly should be baked into your daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly processes. Furthermore, this goal setting and monitoring process is particularly important and beneficial for those working in remote and hybrid work environments, where you might not get as much feedback as you're accustomed to in the co-located workplace. So my final analysis on this point is that it's a good one, And it's highly relevant for right now and well into the future. Second, one minute praising. The idea here is that managers are on the lookout for employees doing things right. Catching employees doing something right is the first step in the one minute praising approach. So that means you're watching for positive behaviors, actions, and attitudes that align with the company's values and goals or the specific goals you're working on. When managers see such behavior, they should actively praise their employees for their hard work, their dedication, their achievements, or whatever it was that they were up to. And they should do it right away. Time is of the essence. The thinking was that timely recognition is important and that it reinforces positive behavior and encourages employees to continue doing their best. (laughs) You can clearly see from this specific tip the resemblance to dog training. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Additionally, the feedback should be very specific to the positive behavior or action that the employee took. And the thinking behind this is that it helps the employee understand exactly what it was that they did well, so that they can replicate it in the future. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, let's take my analysis of this in today's work environment. It is harder than ever to do this when people are not co-located. It is more difficult to catch someone in the act of a job well done in the actual moment that it is occurring when people are working remotely or working hybrid schedules. Imagine a manager walking by and overhearing their employee on the phone, helping a customer resolve a complicated issue or complaint. As soon as the call is over, the manager would acknowledge the employee for their adept ability to resolve the conflict or solve the customer's problem. Now, while I don't doubt that these sorts of things still happen, in fact, I'm sure they do all the time. But with remote work, managers don't learn of them until after the fact, if. They learn of them at all. Now, I'm still all about managers acknowledging great work. Now, I don't mean an employee just doing their job, I mean really going above and beyond. That should be acknowledged. If you've ever been in a management or leadership class with me, you have heard me say, probably multiple times, what gets acknowledged gets repeated. Final analysis catching people in the act is harder to do than ever but positive feedback is more important than ever in the current work environment. Since remote managers can't as easily give subtle feedback like they can in a co-located office, a knowing glance or a nod of approval, it's more important than ever to be intentional about finding out what great things employees are up to and acknowledging them for that. Plus, people like to be appreciated and acknowledged. And in this labor market, Making people feel valued is a great retention strategy. Third, one minute reprimands. (laughs) The one minute reprimands approach involves catching employees doing something wrong, giving critical feedback to them immediately or as close in time to the transgression as possible, and then being exceptionally clear about what they did wrong and how they can improve. Again, we can see some parallels here with dog training. And this is perhaps where the one-minute manager gets the bulk of its criticism. Now, I do agree with it on a high philosophical level. If we're going to help people improve, we have to share with them where the opportunities for improvement lie, and we need to share that with them in a reasonably timely fashion. Now, remember, back in 1982, when this book first came out, it was not at all uncommon for employees to learn what they were doing wrong all year long in their annual performance evaluation managers were often in the habit of writing things down but not addressing them with employees until a formal review process. Now, of course, not all managers did that. The really good managers knew that they needed to share feedback with employees in a more timely manner. But for the new and inexperienced manager 40 years ago, this was probably news. Being clear and specific is also part of the one-minute reprimands, and while I really don't like the name one-minute reprimands, I do like the idea that feedback, especially critical feedback, be very clear, specific, and applicable. My analysis on this one? Catching employees doing things wrong is just as hard in the remote and hybrid environment, if not harder, than catching them doing things right. Because you're not physically there to see employees make a mistake, it's particularly challenging to pair the corrective feedback with the specific action immediately after it's occurred. Furthermore, the focus on catching the employee in the act of doing something wrong feels punitive and does not feel like it's in service to the manager and employee having a trusting relationship. What we can take from this approach, however, is that when working in a remote or hybrid environment, it's more important than ever to be clear and specific when giving critical feedback or correcting mistakes. It also requires having a strong enough relationship between the manager and the employee such that the relationship can weather the feedback. Managers in the remote and hybrid environments would be well-advised to deliver such critical feedback in a manner with as many social cues as possible. That means picking up the phone or getting on a real-time synchronous video chat with the employee so that they can see as many of the manager's social cues as possible. Or of course, if you happen to be co-located, that particular day or all the time, go find the person and have the conversation in person. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me say that in a difficult conversation that's being held remotely, it does make sense for the video feed to be turned off, at least for the person who's on the receiving end of the difficult feedback. It's hard enough to take in that difficult feedback when you're not watching yourself have a reaction to it. I'm also not particularly fond of the word reprimand that definitely feels outdated and outmoded and not relevant to today's workplace. So in sum, the essence of giving specific, actionable, critical feedback in a timely fashion holds the test of time and is absolutely relevant in today's workforce and moving forward. But we can ditch the word reprimand and not worry so much about catching employees in the act of doing something wrong, but instead building a trusting relationship that can withstand difficult conversations. So there you have it, my friends. We took a look at the past to help inform the future. With careful application and positive intent, the approaches outlined in the One Minute Manager can be relevant in today's management practices. Having clear, concise goals that are easy to understand and articulate is a must in today's virtual and hybrid work environments. Seeking out opportunities to acknowledge employees for a job well done when they're going above and beyond is easy to forget to do in today's workplace, so it's all the more important to remember to do so. And finally, if an employee is not meeting expectations, it behooves the manager to have a frank discussion with that employee about what they need to do differently. On the whole, I would consider this the most basic of tool sets for a manager. This certainly does not get at all the nuance that exceptional management requires. But given its place in history, I can fully understand why the one-minute manager was on the New York Times bestseller list for 66 weeks. If you're managing remote and hybrid teams, I want to encourage you to work with them to set clear, concise goals that are easy to understand and achieve, to remember to praise them when their work merits praise, and to give timely and specific feedback when an employee is not meeting expectations. I will also accompany this with a reminder that this is not the entirety of your job as a manager and that how you implement these three things has everything to do with the kind of manager that you are. That's it for today, folks. Remember, if you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm also starting to make some other videos there too. So even if you listen on a podcast player, you'll want to head over to YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. You can find me at youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson, PhD. All right, wherever you're listening or watching, please leave me a review. It helps other listeners find me. And it just plain on makes me feel good. Until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.